You're unbelievable. No. Go, go. I wouldn't do that. No. No. What not to do? You're unbelievable. Hi guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of What Not To Do. Uh, it's me, it's Tristan. So great to have you back. Uh, it is a solo cast day. I know that you all have been loving the interview format, uh, but I'm breaking it up, I'm breaking it up, bringing you something all new, all me, all the time. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I have been loving the feedback. Thank you. It's really cool, one that you guys are bonding with me over this idea of trying to maintain having a crush at all times, regardless of being single and or married. And my favorite is my married listeners that have been messaging me being like, I'm married and I have a gym crush and X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, see, it totally helps. Like it just gives you a little pep in your step, right? Um, unfortunately I do not have a new crush and I'm going to hold, I'm trying to be like, wise in the decision of not necessarily speaking about men that I'm currently talking to because the tides change so quickly. So my impression or an opinion of an event that just recently happened could and probably will change reflecting back on it in two months, three months. And I have a ton of fodder to discuss of months and years past. So um, hang in there because you'll Obviously, you'll hear about what is going on in my current life, which just probably won't happen currently because I'm trying to be smart, okay? Because men listen to these podcasts and um, even men that I'm potentially dating, if they stumble upon my Instagram, even though I might not ask them, or I really, I ask them, I'm like, look, I'll give you my Instagram, but like, I'm, I'm hesitant because I just started a pod, new podcast and um, I'm, I talk about dudes on there and I give away a lot of information about myself and I just don't want anybody to learn something about me who's dating me before I'm ready to reveal it to them in like a personal way and usually men are really receptive to that they seem understanding but who knows they could totally be listening to it behind my back and I wouldn't even know although I will say um like a couple months ago when I first started this, I think I had like, you know, two episodes out at the time. I did have somebody come up to me and start talking to me and like, I don't remember where I ran into him at, but it's something that somebody that I don't talk to often, a male that I don't talk to often, I don't see him often. And he like casually slipped it into the conversation and he mentioned something that I had said in a podcast, like something that turns me on, a like that I have, like, and he mentioned it back to me as if saying like, I really like this. And he would try to do it in a way to where it would be inconspicuous, but it was so not inconspicuous. (laughs) I knew right away that he had listened to my podcast. Um, And so, I mean, I feel like people think that they're a a lot smarter than they actually are when, you know, ladies, we're smart. We're going to figure out what you're doing and we're going to sniff you out. So um, anyways, I'm trying not to talk about my current love life. So wish me luck on that because as you know by now, 
I literally have no secrets. I can't keep my own secrets. Um, it's like word vomit. It just like all comes out and it's like my way of cleansing myself and like getting it out into the universe and sharing. And I think it's part of my gift. I think it's part of my spiritual gift is to share my journey, um, all the foibles and misgivings and triumphs and all of it so that you know that you're not alone and someone has it worse than you. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, also, by the way, the song that I am talking about in episode four my friend kelly just texted me that she was like this is the song you're talking about it's by heart and i think it's called these dreams or something but it's by heart anyways that was the song i think i had a lot of people guessing by a lot of people i mean four people that messaged me guessing the song that wasn't it but kelly got it on the first try so it's a song by heart and i think it's called these dreams um okay so let me get down to today's topic which is don't have phone sex repeatedly <laughs> unless you want to okay unless you want to um don't have phone sex accidentally repeatedly <laughs> is the title of the today's podcast so i'm gonna be talking to you about a colin from hinge now a colin from hinge is anybody that you meet on hinge that is unemotionally available and probably in finance. Okay. That's probably, that's Colin from Hinge. So this is my first encounter with a Colin from Hinge, um, post, uh, deciding to divorce. I was still a little naive if you were among how to navigate dating. Um, I like to be vulnerable. I like to not play games. It's very uncomfortable for me to play games. I like to just be very straight to it and this is what I'm looking for and this is what I want and are you looking for the same thing and are we gonna <sighs> and I it took me a while to get to this point okay because with Colin from Bumble yes it was Colin from Bumble did I say hinge Colin from Bumble um right out of the gate it was like very sexy talk and I am going to have this amazing uh, online dating advice coach come onto the podcast. I'm so stoked that she said yes. I'm so excited to have her. She's um, going to be on in a little bit. But watching her feed, you know, and like a million people follow her and take her advice. But watching her feed, it's like if men go to sex talk too fast, it's a deal breaker. And I don't know if I'm necessarily on the same page is that because talking about sex like doesn't scare me at all I'll, I really like talking about sex I like knowing what you like I'm like sharing with you what I like um I think that sex is like such a big important part of being in a relationship with someone that if you aren't aligned in that way then you're wasting my fucking time and I don't want to have anything to do with you um and uh, for example, when I first started dating some dating and like getting out there and meeting people, I think I get met this guy on Tinder. He lived like a couple towns over, super handsome. Um, we're vibing, we're talking, we're texting all the time. And somehow the conversation went there. And by the way, it's not me that like odd surprise. <laughs> it's not me that takes the conversation there every time. It's usually the man, but like if it's done in a way that I don't feel is super abrasive or like a sharp left turn, or we're talking about, you know, 
being missionaries as children and then all of a sudden he's like do you like anal that's weird but if the conversation naturally progresses that way then I'm open to having a conversation about it and we got into the subject of he said do you like giving oral and I was like yeah and then I was like do you and he said no and so I was obviously like okay well um good luck with that buddy (laughs) I'm not gonna date you and I don't really know anybody that would anybody self-respecting anyway or anybody that knows uh their own clitoris probably will not be dating you but good luck with not giving oral and loving oral in return that sounds fabulous um but this this dating coach, she's she just says, like, if they go there too fast, it's a red flag. Or if they mention it on their profile, it's a red flag. And a lot of these modern dating sites like Bumble and Hinge and stuff, they give you prompts. If you don't know, if you're not in the dating world, they give you prompts to put on your profile. And one of the most popular prompts that you can answer is what makes a relationship great. And most men by the way, most men give the same exact answer on every single prompt. So when you see one that's not like that, it like little whistles and bells come out, go off and little fairies pop out of the walls because you're just like, oh, this person actually took their time. They're a unique individual. They, you know, they put thought into it, blah, blah, blah. For this particular question, men usually say like good communication, uh, you know, somebody who makes me laugh and lots of great sex like that's kind of the standard answer and this dating coach says like even that like they shouldn't be putting in their profile and for me I'm like that doesn't bother me at all um so I'm really excited to talk to her about that specifically and just kind of get her read on it because a lot of the women that are responding to this or sending her posts or I see it on even pages like the who are we dating the same guy pages they'll post a guy And the guy will be saying something. And I feel like the sex question kind of flowed normally or the flirtation kind of flowed naturally within the conversation. And the girls get all up in their butt about it. And I'm just like, isn't the purpose of dating to like find someone that you like enough to have sex with? So are we just pretending that that's not a huge reason if the main not the main reason why we're out here doing this? Like, why are we dancing around this? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. With Colin from Bumble, uh, immediately the the conversation was just like fire, and he was a little weird. Like he was, while we were chatting our first conversation, um, he was asking me lots of questions about myself. Which you asking me questions about myself is like catnip. So, and then he was in a bathtub drinking whiskey, which had like Yellowstone vibes, and I was into it. And then he said something, I said, he said something like, I am looking for somebody to go on crazy adventures with, laugh my ass off with, and fulfill all of my sexual fantasies. And I was like, I too am looking for someone to go on adventures with, laugh my ass off with, and fulfill all of their sexual fantasies, which is literally what I would like. And, um, and he was like, I need to call you right now. What's your number? Hot, hot energy. I was like, okay, here's my number. Um, And then he did not call me. He just proceeded to text me, which was fine. After like a day or two of that, I was like, are you ever going to call me? And he was like, I don't really like talking on the phone. And I was like, okay, because our texting was so fire. um, and, And this was before I had my hard, hard, fast rule about talking on the phone, which I feel like. Colin from Bubble totally is the one that launched that prereq for me 
because of what happened, even though it kind of went my way, it's because of what happened that that's how that came about. But so we're texting back and forth, texting back and forth. And then he's like, well, if you want me to call you, I will, I think. And so he did call me and I didn't really like his voice. And at the time on my list was that I like this person's voice because I thought that voices meant so much more than they actually do. And I don't give voices as much credit. I do still manifest like when I'm thinking about my manifestation, I do think like I will love this person's voice because I've dated men whose voices I love and I've dated men whose voices I didn't love. And the voice does make a difference for me. Um, But anyways, moving on, I decided to still give him a chance. We wound up meeting and his, we went out for drinks and his, his, he was almost like his energy was kind of like soft. Like I just wasn't expecting it. I was expecting this man who texts were fire, very good sexual energy. There was definitely a connection there. Um, we talked about the, uh, the gamut of subjects together and I felt like he was being vulnerable with me. I felt like he was being open with me, um, to as far as you could be within texting somebody for a week or whatever. And, but I felt like he kind of had a feminine energy and like, I was so confused by this and we left and he pulled me in to kiss me. Very confident person. Very, very confident man. He pulled me in to kiss me and I said, I was, I shook my head and I was like, no. And he was like, oh, okay. And I like laughed and we, we gave each other a hug, like a good hug. And we, I was, he was like, okay, text me when you get home. And I was like, yeah, please text me when you get home, blah, blah, blah. Bye. And then we left. And then immediately he was like, he texted me and he was like, so what was that about? Do you just not kiss on the first date or do you feel like we don't have any chemistry? And for some reason, (laughs) maybe this is a clue into my fucked upness, but the fact that he was willing to ask an uncomfortable question because I feel like most men will like avoid that like the plague like they'll just be like oh she wasn't into me or and like they'll feel uncomfortable and they'll be in their feelings and they'll feel rejected and they'll never find out why and you know I'm a strange kind of weird and I like to find out why myself if I were to like get rejected or some guy wasn't going to call me or I got ghosted like I like to know why so I re I respond to that that truth seeking kind of energy and I think it takes a I know it takes a lot of confidence to put yourself out there like that and because he was willing to have a conversation about it and I I was like, I just wasn't feeling it. I don't like when men take me on dates and they don't touch me the entire date. And then at the end of the date, we're expected to kiss. And it's just like, we haven't even crossed that touching boundary with each other's bodies yet. And so it just feels so weird and it doesn't feel natural. And like, I just wasn't feeling it, but like, and he's like, and I'm like, I want to feel like I really want to kiss you when that kiss happens. I don't want to feel like it's an obligatory end of the date like oh now we kiss like I want to be like no I really want to fucking kiss this person I hope he kisses me and I do have first dates like that so I don't have like a hard fast first date kissing rule at all but I just my only rule is like I want to fucking feel like I want to kiss you which I think is pretty good like I think that should be the standard right and he was like, I totally get that, blah, blah, blah. Like, when can I see you again? And we immediately made plans. And we continued to talk. And then our next date, we went, I don't remember what we did. We went. We met at like an art, adult arcade 
in the old town area by where I live. Um, we wound up drinking, just having great conversation and, you know, the feminine energy that I originally sensed, like he definitely had like this cool polarity within him of masculine and feminine energy, which I've never been exposed to. And so that's one of the reasons why I feel like meeting him was almost like a destined soul connection so that I could start, uh, just kind of expand my horizons about what it is to be masculine. Um, and like, what does that mean to me? And, you know, he was a super smart, adventurous guy, had motorcycle, could change the brakes and the oil and change out the handlebars on his own motorcycle. And, um, he just, he had, he, and then he also like had this older dog that he loved taking care of. And he just felt like very well-rounded person. And when we went to like the, after we ate something at another little restaurant, we went somewhere else and, um, we we're standing at the counter and I just look at him and like the kiss happens. And I swear to you, like, it was like, <laughs> sounds so pompous, but like kissing myself, like in the, in the best of way, like the most, the best kissing that I've ever experienced to this day was him. And I just like, couldn't believe that this person that I had initially rejected. And I really was when we were standing in the parking lot of that that first date and we actually I think missed our second date and had to reschedule and the only reason we made it to the second date is because he called me out after I wasn't like excited quote-unquote about the second date and I was like you're not excited about the second date either and he's like let's try again that's the only reason we even got to the second date because he kept calling me out of my shit and uh and I, it was like the best kissing ever. Like I didn't want it to end. And I, I, I've never had that experience before. Have I kissed good kissers? Yes. I mean, I married a good kisser. Obviously you don't marry somebody that's not a good kisser. Every boyfriend I've ever had is a good kisser. Why else would they have been my boyfriend? But this kissing was like next level. And it was literally the same kind of kiss and the same kind of pattern of kissing that I kiss like. It's, I, I, I cannot explain this to you, but it was like the best fucking kissing and like kissing myself at the same time. Um, I was like, oh my God, you're like the best kisser I've ever kissed. And he's like, you're an amazing kisser. And it's like, because we're kissing exact mirrors of ourselves. Um, so then we would start after that, we kind of, he started kind of doing this thing where he, he left like really liked photos of me. And so he would bring up a photo that he saw on my Instagram or that I had sent him or something and then it would start like, or he'd bring up a memory that he, uh, of us like eating dinner together. I, I remember that was one, like, he was like, I really wanted to go under the table when you were sitting there. And I was like, oh yeah, what would you do? And he'd like, well, I would start by rubbing your inner thigh and then I would take your panties and slide them off and slide my hand up to your thigh. And then I would write the next sentence and then he would write the next sentence and then I would write the next sentence. And we would write these like pornographic messages, essentially phone sex, like back and forth to each other. And it became like a part of our relationship. And it happened like, I think once or twice before we got to the third date. And on the third date, it had been like so long since I had hooked up with somebody that, and we had had all these like sexual energy and sexual tension, sexual vibes, like, you know, with each other from having these like 
a long like phone sex story conversations like nothing you've ever heard in your life or nothing I've ever experienced in my life and the funny thing was it's like they were he was like a very intelligent articulate person so it like I'm in a book club guys I appreciate well worded pro here I appreciate a a well thought out sentence or a story structure and the way we would craft these stories together of us doing these fictitious naughty acts to each other was it was a it was like award worthy (laughs) like I just appreciated the craftsmanship of it and it was also super hot and I remember just being like god our relationship is just kind of moving really quickly in this place and I feel like because of that we're not really getting to know each other like in an emotional or intellectual way how I would kind of hope that we would because the majority of our communication kind of comes back to sex and like these kinds of conversations that we're having via text and on our third date I hooked up with him in the back of his car okay um He did say the hottest. It was like such a hot experience that I don't really have any regrets. But when he, after after we like, I like, I got speechless there for a second. (laughs) It was a good experience, but it was like, he just caught me kind of at the right time. Like I was like right for the picking, you know what I mean? Like it had just been so long since anybody had touched me. Um, The kissing had been fire the sex texting and like it was totally turn like such a turn on the way he communicated with me and he was just so able to express himself in that way and I never really experienced that with anybody before even men that had tried in the past to to talk dirty to me or to kind of have that kind of flirtatious kind of banter with me it had not been as successful as it was with Colin from Bubble I didn't really know what to do with myself and I was like I said I was kind of newly on the single scene still kind of trying to figure out what all this was and how quickly it was supposed to move and what my boundaries were. That's really what it is. It's like, what are my boundaries? What makes me comfortable? Not like, what am I supposed to do to get to X, Y, and Z or to land the relationship or to land the boyfriend? It's more about like, what's my pace? What is Tristan like? So the hookup was okay. Um, I mean, he, he had a good time, I think. (laughs) Um, he did, he did unlock like a uh, praise kink that I did not know that I had. Um, do, if you do know what a praise kink is. So a praise kink is like when I was suspicious of it, but I kind of knew that I had it, but I didn't know like how deeply rooted this praise kink was. Um, but welcome to the last like two years of my life, which is me like, figuring myself out in this way. And a praise kink is like, a man, basically your lover, whoever you're hooking up with, just telling you, you know, you're so hot, you're so this, you're so that, all positive things. And I remember when he saw me, like spread eagle, he was just like, you're so beautiful there. And I was like, ah, oh my God, I love it. So now I know because of calling from Bumble that I have like a serious praise kink and I love when men tell me um, how hot and perfect I am, which I feel like is like a duh. Like, I feel like everyone listening to this is like, duh, Tristan, we all love this too. I did not know that. I kind of always played like the game of like, 
I know I'm so hot that you don't have to tell me. And now I'm like, fuck that. Tell me. Tell me I'm fucking hot. Tell me I'm fucking perfect. Tell me I'm the woman of your dreams. Tell me you fantasize about me. Tell me that I'm like my body type and my my hair and my face and my boobs. And like, that's what you put in your porn search. That's what I want you to tell me. It took me a while to get there. Um, And then after that, I just kind of knew, like, I made the choice to hook up with this person. This is where this story takes a weird turn but I made the choice to hook up with this person because I knew that that's what the relationship was the relationship was going to just be like a sexual thing and probably a short-lived sexual thing because I wasn't getting all of my other boxes checked and I knew that like that's what my gut was telling me and uh I think that's why I kind of like went along with it. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to have a good time. I need it. He caught me in the right time. Let's do this. And the next day, you know, we were kind of talking and I just, I was trying to like get him to open up to me and he like wasn't really opening up to me. And I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of, I think this ran its course. Like I, it was was fun. You're great. You know, I didn't tell him this, but I'm thinking it was fun. You're a great kisser. Like, thanks for you know, breaking my weird dry spell, (laughs) but, uh, I'm out. And then he accused me of like running away because it got too serious and I couldn't handle it. And I was like, nah, it's because of this, because I feel like you're not emotionally available. And he was like, I totally am emotionally available, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, okay, well, if that's the case, like, if you're really considering like dating me and being in a relationship with me, then I need like it to slow down sexually. Like, like it was fun. And we know that we have that checked off on this list, which is important to me. And I understand that's important to you too. You've told me before because of past relationships that you've been in that the sex element is important to you. Well, guess what? We have that. We're good there. Right. But like what else? Because I'm a complex woman and I have I need, I have other needs that need to be met intellectually, emotionally fulfilled. That's what I'm looking for here. And I, I want to connect with someone in that way, not just sexually. Um, and he was like, I hear you, blah, blah, blah. And then within like a day later, I'm at the gym and he's texting me and he starts the story again. And, you know, you're doing this and I come up behind you and he's waiting for me. And I was like, that sound, that's fun like I did not I did not take the bait I did not take the bait I did not say the next line of the story um and he was like I'm thinking about you and I'm hard right now blah blah you know you know how they do and I was like okay well I'm at the gym and then he was like well are we dating or not and me today would have been like I guess not go fuck yourself I'm lifting at the time, I don't know. I just was like, you're, oh, okay. And like, I kind of just played along and I went with it and I did the sex story with him and I had phone sex with him via text again. And then like another day goes by, he's like going on a trip. He's talking to me the entire time he's on the trip. He's like going to Big Bear or something. He's talking to me the entire time that he's there. He gets back. He's like, you know, waiting. I to come home something's going on and he's he can't stop thinking about you and he starts you know if you were here blah 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 this is what I would do blah 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 and I'm like okay and he's like 
if you like that, what would you do? And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> and I play along again. And I don't know why I like kept doing it. I don't know why I kept doing it. I really don't. I mean, again, sexual dry spell. I love the way he talked. They were always very creative stories. Five star stories. Um, and then we came time to like make plans to do something. And because we hadn't seen each other since like we hadn't seen each other physically since the third day, even though we like we like talked all the time or via text on the phone. We texted all the time, I should say. And uh, he was coming home and he was like, OK, well, what's going on for Saturday night? It was like Mon- it was like Sunday or Monday at that time. What's going on next Saturday night? Because I'm free. And, I, and we talked about bowling. Um, because he was a stellar bowler and, uh, I love bowling and I think it's like, I'm a big nerd and I think it's super hot when guys are good bowlers. Um, and so we settled on that. And then two days later I realized, oh my God, Saturday night is New Year's Eve. So we're talking again. I was like, Hey, Saturday night is actually New Year's Eve. I'm, I'm, you know, I didn't know if you still wanted to do what we planned he's like, so I guess bowling's out, LOL. And I was like, actually, I'm still totally down to bowl on New Year's Eve. I don't care. It's just, you know, another day. And he was like, haha, okay, well, he said something, but I don't remember what he said. And we started talking about something else. And then it was like two days later after that. And I'm texting him. I'm like working on my computer and we're texting. And I get a text from one of my girlfriends who's having a party at her beautiful home. I was so excited to be invited somewhere for New Year's um, and possibly even have a date and possibly even have someone to kiss on New Year's Eve. Like, wow, this is going to be awesome. A guy that I'm actually like into and seeing. And um, and so I said, hey, on Saturday night, my friend invited me to this party. Like, do you want to go? And then he said, this is awkward. I just said that I would go to my friend's house she just invited me over for new year's and i'm waiting like okay is he gonna invite me or like what is happening here and i go oh i'm so confused i thought we had plans on saturday night and then he's like did we (laughs) and i'm like yeah bowling and he's like oh and he's like i didn't think that was happening since it was new year's and I don't know if I'm ready to spend New Year's with you because it's kind of a big deal. <gasps> what, Colin from Bumble? What? Spending New Year's with me is kind of a big deal, but having phone sex with me all the time and banging me in the back of your Jeep, that's f- like, what? What? <sighs> so obviously I'm so confused. I don't know what to say. To me, it's not a big deal to spend New Year's with somebody. I would I would go on a first date with with on New Year's with somebody. Like I don't care, uh, and I feel like this is just another way of shutting me out because, as we had been communicating, we had been kind of getting in skerfuffles every time I would try to talk to him about something deeper that had gone on, or he would tell me about a trauma that happened in his life, and I'd ask questions about it, and then he would kind of get angry about me, or angry about it, and then he would turn around, and it would become like a sexy conversation again, and that seemed to be his pattern, 
So I was kind of hoping to turn it around by seeing him again and kind of really feeling out the situation and either being like, okay, either this is a possibility of a relationship, this could be my boyfriend, or this is dumb and you're an idiot and you need to move on. And I was like, honestly, if you don't want to spend New Year's with me, I think we're kind of done. And he was like, well, if you, you know, if you're looking for that, something that I can't give you, then I, you know, I guess we're done. And I was like, okay. And I was seriously dumbfounded because I've, I've experienced holidays with people dating them that I barely knew and it wasn't a big deal. And for him to put this weird pressure on it because it was New Year, like I didn't even, we hadn't even had conversations about dating and talking to other people. And I had told him repeatedly that I did not care if he was like talking to other people. Um, and I kept that communication open with him. So I don't know why he felt pressured that like New Year's was a big deal, but either way, if you don't want to spend New Year's with me, like, go fuck yourself because I can find somebody who does. And even if it's probably one of my girlfriends, because I'd rather spend New Year's with one of my girlfriends than your sorry ass. That's how I feel about it. I will kiss somebody else on New Year's. I'll kiss my girlfriend. And actually, I wound up having a wonderful New Year's because I took my daughter to the New Year's party um, because my friend's daughter was there also. And there was a bunch of kids around and I had a really fabulous New Year's and I kissed my six-year-old on New Year's. Obviously didn't French her because that's weird, but <laughs> a little kiss on the lips at 12 midnight with my six-year-old and honestly wouldn't have it any other way. It was wonderful. Um, so yeah, Colin from Bumble can go fuck himself. But the point is, is that, uh, I continually had phone sex with this person and I don't know why. <laughs> and, um, I, it's not actually that I regret it because every experience that I have, you know, it, it, it toughens me up. It educates me that hell, that's why I'm here, right? I'm here to t share with you the mistakes that I made, but I will say the reason that I'm making it a don't is because not that it wasn't fun, but it's just because while it was going on, I knew that this person wasn't in alignment with what I was trying to attract at the time. I knew that the behavior that he was showing me, even though we had good chemistry and that box was checked, I knew my instincts were telling me that we didn't have these other boxes checked and that something was misaligned and that he wasn't emotionally available and that he wasn't willing to kind of attach to me in that way. Even though he was saying all the right things, his actions were telling me otherwise. And so the repeatedly having phone sex accidentally, um, it was just indicative of the fact that I, I knew that I should have ended that sooner because he couldn't give me what I wanted, but I kind of got roped back into it. I kind of was just like being the, trying to be the open person that I am. And I think some of us with these open hearts, we get kind of caught up in the universe will show me and you know, I'm just going to kind of wait and see how it unfolds and I'm going to wait to see how I feel. I'm going to wait to see what happens when really the universe is going to probably shut the door and is relying on you to listen to your instincts and trust your gut. And it's your job to do that. And then when you don't do it and you turn against it, the universe God source is probably like, okay, well I tried. Okay. Continue, continue having accidental phone sex with this person until you figure out that he's not emotionally available. And yes, I heard from Colin from Bumble like 
five months after that, and then I just heard from him recently, and he tried the same shit again, where he texted me, and he was like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Are you seeing anybody? No? You know, and I'm just, you know, I'll answer back, like, I'll be, I'll be, the first time he, he texted me after that break, I was like, maybe his heart changed, maybe he's open, maybe he learned something. No, he went straight back to, I was just, I'm remembering you know, that dress you were wearing with the slit and how good your legs looked, (sighs) which honestly, I'm lonely enough to fall for it again. And I do miss those phone sex stories that we would write together, (laughs) but I'm not falling for it again. Okay. Because it's not ultimately what I want. So when that, when they show you who they are the first time, listen to them. And, uh, if you're just going to get your jollies out of your communications with them and you know what it is from the start, continue believing that that's what it is. Don't wait for, for them to show you a completely different version of themselves when they've shown you from the beginning who they are and what they want and what they're emotionally capable of. Right? All right. That is all. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Love you. Don't do that. You're unbelievable. This has been the What Not To Do podcast. To keep up with the latest podcast news, follow along on our Instagram page at What Not To Do PC. Be a doll, would you? Don't forget to like, follow, and share this podcast. You're unbelievable.